Okay. Very good evening, folks. Welcome to the Duane Podcast episode. I think it's 10, um, and we're talking NRRL for the, for the third round, round three, and previewing this amazing round two that we just had. Plenty decent contests, as always. Just want to send a shout out first, as we may, as you probably would have heard in the, in the mainstream press this morning. Coronavirus has wreaked its ugly head up in um, this part of the world. And Anastasia Palaszczuk, who has election ambitions in October, is trying to appease the voters once again to shut the <laughs> border. So it's thrown a spanner in the works, not just on a, a personal fund for me personally, but plenty of others. Um, so, um, but we're also, we're doing a little bit better than, say, what's happening down in Melbourne. And I just want to iterate, echo what I said at the end of this last live stream that between or was it, uh, Kujin and Northern United, stay safe. And to my two sisters, Bonnie and Sarah, um, here and here, girls, and uh, I love yous and oh, I'm thinking of yous and just stay safe and we'll get through this and, um, and we'll, we'll move on. Um, guys, as you, as you would have heard the, the news in Queensland today, what does that mean for you? I mean, um, especially for you, Crossy and Mickey, being on the border, either side of the border. Yeah, yeah I'm just... Queensland, you go, you chat, Mickey. Mickey, yeah. Oh, I was gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm taking it as it is. Too much speculation. I don't want to get worked up. Oh, when yeah. it affects me that much, of fair enough. And we just need to get Crossy over the border for the calls. Yeah, that's right. That's that's it. So Crossy, so that's it. Uh, anything you watched that or? Mate, I've got no idea how it's going to happen, but we will make it happen. Nev, Mickey, and Shory between the three of us or four of us. We'll make it happen. So bring it on. And Shory, um, you actually were lined up to do um, Gold Coast Rugby League game on Sunday, making your Bar TV debut. So that's front and front on the works too at this stage. Yeah, potentially. I am still an essential freight worker bringing fresh produce to keep our Queensland brethren fed and healthy. So we'll see if we can tie those things in together. Okay, guys. So, as I said, enough coronavirus chat. We'll just move on with the footy. We've still got NRRL to discuss, and it's, that's still moving ahead. Uh, and um, so we'll talk about the live stream game, which was um, the one that just passed between Pigeon and Northern United. And, um, and the score was, I believe, it was 32-12 in favour of Northern United. And so, um, Crossy, as I may mention to you on the call um, on this past Sunday, um, I think Northern United, it, I mean, the true test will come when they play against Ballina on Sunday, but um, it's not like they needed any extra attack with Roy Bell having a blinder and, um, of mm. course, with Brett Kelly scoring a couple of tries. Um, defensively, they held it well too. Kudjan probably beat themselves a bit there um, in their own attack, and we'll go into that um, a little bit more in the next few minutes. But um, what is your take with Northern United? Are they, are they, have they finally pieced up the, that wall? Mate, Northern were impressive, weren't they, Duano? You know, they, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you can only beat what's in front of you. And on the weekend, they had the, the task of going up the, uh, up the M1 there and playing Cudgeon on their home turf. And, um, you know, I think I, I tipped Northern to win, but with no great confidence. I thought Cudgeon after last week would come out a lot better team. But, mate, you're right, Northern United, the addition of Roy Bell, uh, Trevor Bolt in the halves, and then, of course, Brett Kelly at the back. Yeah. Mate, they look slick, you know, and it was my old mate Clarence Kelly early, that, that left-hand side, but they looked extremely potent down that, that left-hand edge, didn't they? And they, they jumped out to a sort of a, that 18-point lead. And um, I still even, I, I think I said in the call, mate, I, I still thought at half time if Kudjan could string a few sets of six together, they, they would sort of come back and make a game of it. And um, other than that one try, and I think you, you might have even said in the call, Nev, that, you know, we're game on again now. But yeah. I think off the kickoff, they, they dropped it again and it was it. But yeah, look, let's talk about Northern. Take nothing away from them. Um, they played great. And if on their day, if they can string some passes together, they can beat anyone on their day. But as you allude to, mate, their defence will be the big question mark. And and that, I guess that's also sort of like why I said their real test is against Balliner because, um, like, as you said that towards the end, they're crossing that game, that Northern United, they had their guard down in defence. I think they, I don't know if they just got gas or they were complacent or probably a bit of both, but... Uh, and I just think Kudjan beat themselves. And if I had the huddle on tonight, I could have showed you because um, huddle's gone for a bit of maintenance, so it's not um, available <laughs> to me. But I said this in the call. When Sam, like, Kudjan, 
they're getting up the one end of the field to the other is not their problem. Uh, it is the fact that, as I said, they get stage fright, and then this has been the last couple of games. And I think actually, Shory, you may remember this when that's remember that semi final when they played against Tweed, they got up to their, their own line. I only just thought of this when they got to their own line, they had plenty of chance against the Raiders in that semi final, and they just couldn't put it away. Do you recall that? Um, that day, I do, yeah. I remember the thinking they were coming so close so close and yeah yeah that's right now that i even remembered that so <laughs> that was an exciting game wasn't it it was so it's like like especially when you've got these um caleb zebel back as well and um they can get to the other end of the field but then when i sort of realized that and look i'm no i've never played in the halves but i I'm, i can i guess i can read a book by its cover but sam grant was on the 10 meter line making it splitting it up the middle he was looking left, but then he had to go and look right. And it's like he was caught in two minds. And you can't, and we can all agree, you can't, as a half, you can't be caught in two minds. Otherwise, you're going to have a big front row four come smack into the turf. And that's exactly what happened. So whether that's he's like, you know, caught in two minds himself or there was just no one there to help him. But when I look back, there was actually two players there either side. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of where it is. They, they just... I think they just panic and they just need to have something a bit more basic. Whilst um, I guess Northern United, they're not going to have that. Like, as I said, like they, they defensively, they, you know, they, you maybe got away with it against Kudjan, but Ballina's not going to have, you know, Ballina's not going to be caught complacent in attack. They will, as we mm. saw in the past couple of weeks, they'll put, they'll, they'll make Northern pay if they don't get it the right by lady. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about balance soon, but they'll just come straight through the middle of Northern. You can see straight away how they'll attack it. But you're right with Sammy Grant there, mate, on the weekend. You called it, man. He put he jumped out of nine and um, quick play the ball, and everyone was sort of about 10 metres behind him, you know. But, again, they, they were too worried about the shape they were you know, going to play on the next play as opposed to playing what was in front of them. And, yeah, they didn't take advantage of the good work Caleb Zebel did. But, um Anyway, that's probably enough talking from me. I'll let the other boys chime in. But yeah, yeah I just saw it just to summarise uh, Northern were deserved their victory. That's right. Mickey? Yeah, um, I, was, I was messaging Sansi as um, we were, before we come to air, and I said, like, mate, you have a you know particular maybe problem that you think you're going through as a club um, as to why you're not putting it together. And, and he said, you think it might be the quarters are getting it to him a little bit. If you're dropping too much ball and we're going into quarters, uh, like you might only get, four sets of six per quarter at the moment. So you, you can't get mm. that momentum rolling on. There's far too much drop ball. And by the time you get a bit of a roll and it's stopped for a two minutes drink break. So now, um, if, sorry, Mickey, um, what's um, a Kujan play? Because Blamble's, Blamble's playing Kujan on Sunday. That's not very unusual. Like a, um, giving you tips before um, a big game <laughs> heading into Sunday, especially two Blamble and Kujan um, blokes. What's, what's the go with that? Uh, if he's giving yeah. you false info. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's up to them to hold the ball or not. So <laughs> uh, nothing we can do about that. But and I think the scoreline it was it was thirty two to to twelve or thirty to twelve or yeah. something. It is, yeah, but yeah. I think I, I think um, Sansi didn't kick any of the goals or something either. So it was like it could have been thirty two eighteen. So it, it it was one of those games. But yeah, Northern they're just like they're they're right on and they're um they're ready to go. Sorry, what did you think? Well, I think what, what Mickey touched on there, the Ballina media relations guy, we had a quick chat the other night and he was saying that's what, uh, it's affecting Ballina in a negative manner as well because Ballina used to wearing you out, dragging you down, taking you out into deep water and, and drowning you. But these, the four quarters are giving you, giving the other teams an arrest and a break and yeah. they can't get that momentum on. So it yeah. is really shaping up and I think it's done wonders for, like if you've got a really big forward pack like, like Byron does this year, it's it's going to play uh, to your advantage in that sense. Yeah, so um, just to go for the Kudjan try scorers. So you had Benjamin O'Gorman uh, as um, once as hidden. So I think, I don't know if that was Casper Turner or Miles Donnelly. So apologies there. I knew it was either mm. one of those two. And Joel Hare. And now Joel Hare's um, coming up from reserve grade from last year a bad toe injury um, in the finals last year and so he's been upgraded now to A grade and um, he's a special kind of player and he's got some serious attacking prowess behind him and um, so it doesn't surprise me that he got on the try, try list um, this past weekend and it was off a good pass so it can happen for Kutchen that just needs to happen I guess a bit more often have a bit more confidence um, and I guess when you play when you're ready to play a team like Lamble, which have scored 
uh, 20, was it 24 points or 26 points in the first game and 38 the week before. Um, something that is a little bit alarming is that uh, Kujan in their last three games, and you, you, you throw the semi-final in this, they've only scored 26 points. So that came to the two games and they were held to nil in the, the, in the semi-final. So um, that's the same amount of points which Blenheville scored in their first in a losing effort against Ballina. Now, the other thing you've got to look at too is the opposition that Kujan played. Now, They've played Northern United and Byron, both who didn't make the finals last year. And then um, Tweed, who only just scraped in the year before. And then you look at um, Belamble's effort when they play. They played the, the two grand finals from last year. Didn't get it done against Ballina. But, and when that shows that they can score against those two teams versus that, and that's, I know that's sort of a bit of a, um, a preview for, a little bit of a preview for this Sunday's game as well. So... Um, so it's basically simple for Kujan. Just um, um, it's not the artist. Hold on to the ball. Hold on to the ball. <laughs> the points will come. I'm with Vicky. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, so that was uh the game that this past Sunday. Uh, and so I believe I don't know what's happened out of the judiciary there because there was a few sin bins and a couple of send offs. Um, and mm. across all the games, um, I think they went into they've they started about six o'clock last night, and I think they're still going all hours of the night. So, <laughs> um, they haven't stopped. So moving on to the next game. Um, so Byron defeating Mullumbimby 26-12. So amongst the try scorers there was Abeli and a Tunisia, Daniel Gibson, Connor Wilson, Andrew Batiste for the Bay. And then for Mullum, we had Laurie Illis and James Hill. Uh, Batiste throwing it over for, for three conversions and James Hill for two. So now I haven't had a chance to watch this game yet. I was up to 1am watching the Ballon Maharas game. So, um, Shory, you were the, the man once again on the sidelines there. What's your take? I was live on site, but as you know, when I'm not working, I'm partial to a few young Henrys on their sideline there. So, um, Crossy <laughs> How many, has... Shory? <laughs> how many? Can we confirm oh. how many was consumed? At least a dozen, a, surely. Above half, so, a dozen. Surely. above half a dozen, less than a baker's dozen. <laughs> uh, but it was an exciting match really good atmosphere like you realize the, these country footy matches they're almost like the old school drive-in with all the cars parked around never yeah banked up and watching it it's got that vibe right and the hill at byron was really fun they were raucous and it was a local derby they're giving uh they're giving the mullen boys on the bench and a couple of the players on the field a, a pretty rough time so byron gonna expect to cop that when they head over to uh les donnelly field in mullen bimby are they playing um, there this year? I think that's, that was the only one Byron Derby for the year because of the shortened season. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah. But, um, but okay, it's funny. Well, we've got one up there. So, sh- sorry, Shory, but as he made mention mm. about, um, about the, like, the, the driving field with some of the cars, uh, I noticed um, they didn't have that at Casino the other week as well. So, some, I don't think some, uh, because of COVID, obviously, some clubs are allowing that but i mean it's good that barnes okay. because i do obviously i remember playing as a, a young fella there and um having all the cars even then and it just you know and having and slamming on the horn every time they scored a try it's a it's it just adds to that country rugby league vibe but um crossy you watched the game as well um what was your take on it man i did mate yeah it was a, i love the old byron bay mullenbimby local derbies you know there's been some amazing clashes over the years it was a good game i mean the bay run out fairly comfortable winners as Shory would tell you but um, it was much closer than what sort of people would think if they looked at the scoreboard. Mullen had uh, Rory Lewis I think in the bin at one point and Jed Edwards the, the nice the good young hooker for them he actually got sent off for a high really? tackle on um, on Tommy Merritt so they were down to they played most a lot of the game with 12 men. Um, I thought they were a little unlucky at times they got pulled up for a forward pass coming out of their mm. own end once where they remember that story where they went down the yeah. sideline they that was sort of a good attacking raid and it kind of the day went south from from there but they tried hard i thought the bay was good i thought the, the number 10 for the bay shory uh yep. not actually both front rows big monty played good actually monty was throwing 20 minute cutout passes at one <laughs> stage um yeah. but the other front row who's obviously a new addition to the club this year whose name eludes me now you might know who it is but he wore the number 10 he was super impressive, I thought. And it is a bit of a worry because a lot of the Bay players are coming down from north of the border. So mm, this may... I know Andrew Batiste does. Any from exceptions for that. Yeah. Correct, Nev. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be interesting to see what happens because um, 
there was a few names in there and I thought, well, Andrew Batiste is one that springs to mind. He still lives up north side where, you know, where I spend most of my weekends, where I'll soon be a resident up there. So he does. Um, so that's going to be like, that's and, and I, I think a few of those big boys in the forward pack too, Crossy. So, so what, what was the number two score tryer's name, Dwayne? The big Ben? I don't know either, but we're going to well, have to learn it. Okay, well, I hope I get it right. It's Adabelle and a Tunisia. A Tunisia. Adabelle and a Tunisia. Well, I'm going to learn to Tunis, say Tunis, that name correctly. Or because Tuniza. So uh, I'll figure yeah. out how to pronounce it correctly because we're going to be pronouncing that name a lot this year. <laughs> yeah. He, he plays really well. Yeah, he's a big and, boy too. And that he just wants to score, and they brought he's they brought him right in, like Byron were right on the Mullum line, and then he came in and just had a big front row run, and yeah, they call him the That's wrecking ball I mean. that boy. He could play in like you could throw a number thirteen jersey on him. He could run like yeah. sixty mm. meters up the center, and and that's what he did against um the Kujin the other week. He's an absolute beast, and so it's it's it like does, cor- it does remind you. It does sorry, never does remind you of a. A Rad Raja or a Mike Acevo, doesn't it? Like it's, <laughs> yep. That's what it's like. Yeah. Well, well, everyone's from the sidelines yelling out, Sevo, Sevo. So he's <laughs> really, a yeah. nickname. Um, uh, Mickey, did you have a chance to catch any of it or have any input? No, uh, I didn't get to see the game, but from the results, what we talked about, that leaves, I think, Tweed Coast, Ballina and Byron Bay, the only three clubs who won their that first That could be correct. We'll go for the games. Yeah. We'll go for oh, yeah, sweet. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We were thinking... Like, just from it, uh, the four and against, Byron might even be on the top of the ladder after they the first are. two weeks. They Maybe. are by two. Yeah, well, two. Um, I, I didn't have him there um, up the top of the ladder. Yeah. So, it, mm. it's uh, it's definitely, it, it's a it's a good surprise for a few people, I think. And if even um, Ballina and Tweed Coast must be pretty close up there as well because they had a, had a pretty good win mm. on the weekend. So, it's going to be a pretty tough comp. And like you said, you take... Um, Take every every win because you get it in this ten round season. Well, that, and that's the thing though. Every team from Byron North is probably going to feel somewhat of the pinch if um that if the border restrictions um does tend to play havoc. So, um, but anyway, watch this space and see what happens because it's affecting everyone, as I may mentioned at the start. So, um, I, and I know um because I saw um. I mean, if I had more info, I'd be able to alliterate. But um, I know um, the, the soccer competition on the, the football Gold Coast competition, which actually have, three, like, they're obviously a Queensland-based competition, but they had, like, three or four teams from New South in that team. So, wonder wonders how that's going to go. So, um, anyway, we'll, we'll just see what happens. But, um, but at least, I think in Byron, they probably won't be any more affected than, say... So the Raiders, Blamble, Kudjan, where they'd have a lot of cross-border players coming from there. It'd be interesting to see if there's any, like, I mean, you could probably vouch for this, um, Mickey. How, how, do you, how do you reckon Blamble go? Safe, worst case, they weren't allowed over. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking it. It's going to be a pretty, well, <laughs> you might have to strap it'll in be, it. You might have to be out the comment. Be- you might have to leave the commentary box for a while and play for A grade for a while. Is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not going to get that desperate, surely. Oh, mate. <laughs> and I hope, and I hope Byron doesn't get desperate where I'm going to have to um, strap on the boots and um, be um, Alabella's other winger on the other side. <laughs> Could get the big, that the big question is though, Nev, Nev. The big question everyone wants to know is who would Shorey play for? Would it be Mullen or Byron? That's, Ooh, that's what look at his that hat. would be the big question. Look at his hat. He's, he just threw that on the moment I hit record. <laughs> I wonder, no, though. No mate, question. Some people say, but if Mullen had a one on the weekend, would he be wearing the joints? He's got a Mullen shirt. He has got a Mullen shirt, too. So, yeah. he must get a race. He floats so, with the breeze up, bloke. Sure thing, Shorey, <laughs> mate. He's sure thing, Shorey, for a reason. <laughs> He's good. All right. So, moving along. So, the other match um, from round two is Maris Brothers and Balna. So, um, so that was a twenty-eight to sixteen win. It was a lot closer than um, um, it was one of those um, what Shory said, where Maris Brothers are actually um, uh, they had it level. I think it was level at um, the first quarter. So Hayden Hansen um, scoring the first couple of minutes, and then Josh Patson came back pretty um, straight away and made it six all. And then Max Elliott, um, he um, he got sinned in for a bit of a love tap, and then um, there. Dwayne Anderson scoring a double as well. So he's already up to five tries for the year. So making it 10 to six. Oliver Regan did a 
and this is what I wanted to show you on Huddle because now I'm mm. the maintenance and I've been spent like two hours chopping it up last night. Which is like, Ollie Re- Oliver Regan made a, made a pretty ga- decent game saving, um, um, like tr- saving try, um, which could have, I think. It's a tackle of the year now, don't you reckon? Uh, did you see it? I saw it, mate. It was, it was on Isaac Lee. He was going to score for all money and Ollie <laughs> Regan cut him in half. And that, and that would have, I reckon that. That that was um, a moment, a momentum changer for um mm. for Bowen at that point because it was. Mara's it's got to be his first tackle of the season, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah. and then Bowen hit back towards the end. Michael Dwayne scored a good arm line break try, and then um Jake Hoban um made it look a little bit respectful, but Bowen are just doing what they do. They just um play play from the outside, just see what the other opposition can do when they realise that they've done their best. And Bowen has still got plenty in reserve. They just take it away like that and wasn't a blowout scoreline by any stretch but I just think it was um Ballina just always looked like the team in control and mm. uh, and I believe that's um even while they've it's it's not the blowouts that they so far that they've produced from last year which made them like win all every game but t- a couple but I still think they're just the they're the consistent team and um they they were like they also remind me of like um the Burley Bears as I said from time and time covering the Burley Bears for the other week um, on the Saturday up there. And um, it just reminds, same deal. That's just how it works is just see what the opposition can do because chances are when they play someone like like the, the, the two champions um, from either the Gold Coast competition, the NRRL, they're going to show their best, balance it right. That's all, that's your, that's your mm. plateau. Now you're going to see what we got and boom, and that's how they win. So um, what are your takes on the game, gentlemen? Trossy, you watched it, so we'll go with you. Yeah, mate. I thought it was a closer game than the score reflected, as as you said. Um, although brothers did score a couple of tries off kicks, so whilst it was a closer game, brothers did get some joy off the back of um, um, some kicks. I thought um, for Ballina, I thought um, actually I thought Zach Beecher played really well. He, probably a guy who doesn't get a heap of raps played in the centres. Every time he touched the footy, he did something good with the ball. You know, uh, he was really good. You mentioned the Regan tackle. Michael Dwayne, as you said, mate, he, he broke the game wide open with that 50-minute solo try. That was outstanding. Um, for brothers, Josh Patson was excellent. He tried really hard he's all day. He's a special player. Um, he is, mate. He's a good player. I remember speaking to Chrissy King at the back end of last year about possibly looking at getting him up into the Queensland Cup. But um, obviously that didn't sort of translate this year, as we know. But... Um, Maxie Elliott's an interesting one, isn't he? You mentioned him uh, yeah. off to the judiciary. I was keen to find out what happened at the judiciary. He does, um, he sails very close to the breeze, Maxie. That's two <laughs> weeks in a row he's, he's been in the Sindin. So, um, and, um, yeah, he, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. And I also had a bit of a highlight reel, well, just a couple of them. Um, of course, your mate, Mitchy Krause, was also getting a couple of love taps from Bowen as well. He, he, he doesn't miss out, does he? He does not miss out every week, Krause. Um, they, they always try to find him. On, on a serious note, I, I was thinking about this yesterday after I watched it. I think brothers really need to sort of somehow alter their attack to get Krause in the game. You know, um, yeah, he had a pretty quiet game on the weekend, Krause, I thought. What, what did you think, Nev? I thought he was decent. He, um, he, he made the metres. Um, I think he... Uh, so, he, he made... Uh, I think it without making too many line breaks, he was effective. He made some good assists. He was... He was um, uh, and I mean this in the best regard, but he was stubborn. He was slippery. He was just... You know, Ballina, like, when you're playing in fullback, you, you, you have a couple of your, your defensive line required to try to, and that should, should be enough to get him down. But you need, like, four or five players to bring him down because he's just so slippery and runs backwards mm. and runs side on. And then you think you've got one leg and then he just frees up the other. And then mm. he just, you know, like, he just, he's like Conor McGregor with the way he just slips and slides <laughs> and maneuvers. And, um, and, is, and that's just part of part of his athletic, yeah. um, you know, prowess. Is that he's just so mm. so slippery, and um, mm. but he, but I mean, and that's why I think it frustrates Bowen, and that's why he's always getting love tapped, I guess. But but uh, talking to um, talking to Luke Douglas yesterday, and and Mickey mentioned it last week about the quality of his sort of passing game and stuff. He was he was good again yesterday uh, on the weekend. But speaking to him, and he was. He was happy with the win. Um, he said brothers were very nice and physical, quite a big side. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a good game this week against against Byron Bay. But 
Dougie said that, you know, he thought their guys were okay. And they probably, as you alluded to, mate, they probably just did enough what they had to do. They yeah. they just keep raising the bar each week when they need to, don't they? Mm. So Yeah. And so, um, Shory, did you catch any of that game at all? Myris and Ballina? I didn't catch any, but just speaking with Ballina Club, they just want to make mention, you know, they were a bit concerned, you know, Jamie Lyon leaving, what kind of a hole he's got, is he going to leave? But Luke Douglas has really stepped up and, uh, and filled that hole, and they they all love him around in the club, and he's got all four uh, four grades training together, uh, so all all the uh, premiers there, and yeah, and they're really happy and positive with with um, how he's filled that gap, and they're looking forward to the season ahead. And Mickey, um, anything you wish to add, Maris Palmer? I, I just saw a couple of the highlights um, of that game. Is it, is Dan Edison the hooker? Is he the Ballina hooker? No, nah, Michael Dwayne's the Ballina hooker. Dwayne. So. Oh, is he? Well, yeah. He's, I think he scored a try where he just kind Dwayne of... Dwayne Anderson, yeah. He's a winger. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the hooker. Um, Michael Dwayne, yeah. Like yeah, it looks like he stepped about five people on his way to mm. score under the sticks. A real great run and just straight through the middle there. Like, and that's, like you said, those forwards, perfect momentum, quick play of the ball. And, like, he'll eat metres like that all day. Probably didn't expect to go as far as he got. Ran about 50 metres. And, <coughs> yeah, that's just laying the platform from the forwards. they got a great forward pack. Um no, they showed it last week, showed it this week. And mm. I think that's where you're going to have to stop them. You're going to have to slow them down and, and not let those um, outside backs get the, the big roll on and, and that early ball. So it's a tough ask, but I think that's what you're going to have to do. Well, uh, that, that Michael Dwayne trial was all over the Ballinger Instagram posts um, um, for the best part of Sunday evening. You can't, I couldn't escape it. So, um, mm. but, <laughs> but I mean, Michael Dwayne was posting it, was he? Uh, no, no, I know who was posting it. It was the same bloke <laughs> that... Um, the same bloke you got you mixed up, Mickey. Um, he, he got you uh, because there's a Michael Coleman and Ballin, and he and it was oh, yeah, prior nah. to that Byron Ballina game. And it's like, and then he also had five finger death punch playing. So I just think, and I said to him, I said, mate, I, the bloke who's running it, I said, mate, you know that's like Nickelback on steroids. I mean, um, so just so in other words, in other words, um, you can you could run fast, but if you have steroids, you're still not going to be the best runner. And so when you have Nickelback playing, well, no, there you go. <laughs> I said, mate. I said, and I said to him, "You've got to play a bit of Parkway Drive the music, otherwise, um, or is that two, 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 or is it two, two, four, eight, one for you?" And I'm making mm. that's Byron postcode. So, um, and then, <laughs> and then, and apparently, we're also the Byron podcast. But um, and I said, "But we're not pay per view. <laughs> we're not Byron Pay." So, um, now they, they they do a good job at Ballina, and they they good, and they look up the social media well there, and um. And um, they'll do a good job, no doubt, against Northern United. And that's going to be a cracking game too because um, Northern United, I've showed, they're, they're on the up from up last year, but the true test comes against Ballina. So we'll wait and see what happens with that one. Um, so moving forward, we had uh, – what was next? So we had uh, – we'll go to the Tweed Coast Raiders versus Casino. And so um, I honestly thought it was going to be a closer game, but the scoreline itself on – when you look at it on paper, doesn't really surprise me because, as I said, I think I said towards the end of the last week's podcast, I said Tweed Coast defend too well and Casino just find a hard time. It's sort of like where Kujin is at the moment, not knowing where their attack's going to come from. And that explains why the six points is on the board for them. The Tweed um, with the 30, that's um, – you know, because Casino, yeah, they, they know, they've got pretty solid defence too. So, um, Mickey, you did you catch that one at all? Can you see why did how did Tweed manage thirty? Yeah, well, I watched the game and um, it was it was actually all Casino at the start. Um, their halves just putting in perfect kicks. Yeah, their half back just kind of I don't know if it was the game plan, but really long kicks down the field earlier in the tackle count, trying to turn the Raiders around, and they scored the first try for kick. Um, just Luke perfectly Torrance, placed yeah. rubber. Yeah, it was, it was a great try, um, and, and they, were, they were playing real good. Uh, then once Tweeko started to get that slow roll on, um, they, they just come right back into it. I thought Jack O'Brien had a, had a great game for the Tweed Coast Raiders because he's just like an extra forward. Reminds mm. me a lot of Blake Ferguson when he plays, just that first hit up, that first kick return, and, he, and he's huge as he is. He scored a try Is he himself. number five? I've got notes on him here. He was my Mate. biggest impact player. He and, was and so funniest... fast, so strong. Mm. Yeah. And he dropped the ball early, but I think that just got him even angrier and he had an even better game from that. So he, he played really well and they, they got the addition of um, Lyndon McGrady. I think he was at um, Tweed Seagulls. So he slotted into 5'8". Kirk Murphy played really well um, at, at lock two. But I was talking to Drew... Lanston, who's captaining now, and I said, "What are you? What are you most happy about? You know, you've scored this many points, you've won two games." And he said, "Actually, it's um, 
it's the team's defence that they're most happy with. They've only had three tries scored against them all year, two against Casino, one against Goulombar last week, and two of the tries were off kick. So it's tough to, de- tough to defend those. So he said they're really happy with their defence and with the injuries that they have. Those people that they're calling up can just fill in those gaps. And, and they're, they're coasting along really well. And I don't, I don't know if uh, Michael Gordon is available to play uh, like he, he wanted to, but if he, if he slots in somewhere in the team, they're going to be... Uh, um, yeah, I had him as a, you know, a, a dark horse kind of thing, but maybe they're right up there with title contenders. So. Yeah, they, they might have found some old groove. Like they got Tyrone Robinson back as well, and he was amongst the try scorers. You had Jack O'Brien, Don Murray, Braden Matthews, and Dan Willoughby amongst the two. So Braden Evans also adding free extras as well as Joe Olive, just the one. Crossy, did you um, anything you want to take from that one all tweet and casino? No, look, I didn't watch that game. That's one of the ones I didn't see. But just what Mickey said then on um, if Lyndon McGrady has turned up at Tweakos Raiders, mm. uh, is that right? Is that what you said, Mickey? Yeah, 100%. He, he is. He's 5'8". He carved. He was throwing dummies. He was sliding yeah. through. He set up Dan Willoughby's first try. And he's just, um, yeah, he played really well. Yeah, so, I, I could see the, the six and the nine for Tweed were linking mm, up so well mm. and they look like a really dangerous combo. I, th- I thought that first try that Casino did score was against the run of the play and then Tweed, Tweed came out, they played pretty clinical football and they just came up and played and just smothered Casino and they looked like to sap the energy out of them. I thought they looked a bit drained, Casino, there. Um, just yet, And then a, re- a lot of nice attacking play combining the six and nine and um, what else? There was an injury to that to the guy you were mentoring, the number five, late in the game. So it'll be interesting to see how he pulls up next week. I think he'll end up going off. So hopefully it was just something, um, yeah, not too uh, serious. Okay. Uh, so, Crossy, so um, you had a couple of casino players um, uh, message you before. Were they... Were they um, Give a bit of a rap on um the, the you got the, I see you got the maroon coloured shirt on so you become you found your old roots again mate mate I'm a I'm a casino cougar through and through actually I, I got a bit of stick I caught up with um Jamie Lyon the other day and he he ran into a couple of blokes in casino and they were they were sort of into me about saying I'm from Byron Bailey so I actually was born in casino there you oh, go until yeah, <laughs> so, so I was about nine yeah. so I'm a I'm a cougar um. <laughs> Yeah, moved to the Bay when I was about nine. So, um, but uh, yeah, so the boys like to remind me of that. So, yep, that's 100%. But um, just in relation to Casino, because we don't want this podcast, obviously, to be too Northern-centric or, or Byron Bay-centric, of course. But um, mm. yeah, I had a call, I had a message from uh, Brad Burney, actually. Um, yeah. Mate of mine from back in the day, Casino, great old club stalwart, Brad Burney. And he was saying about, obviously, the changes this year in the club that we we know that Roy Bell's gone. We know that Trevor Bolt's gone and, and Denzel Dangerfield. But yeah. they picked up uh, Jason Alchin this year as the coach. Um, okay. Jason Alchin was a – he was an outstanding footballer back in the day. Played for the Bulldogs. Played for Western Suburbs Magpies. Um, yeah, and apparently from what from what Byrne was saying, all the boys love him. Really good coach. Um, James Torrens has come back. He was going to play in the Queensland Cup in the under-20s mm-hmm. this year. But yep. – Obviously, with that competition uh, not running, he's back. I'm just trying to think of that. Uh, McGrady's come back to the club. He is, I think, Thomas McGrady. Five, eight and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's there's a young five, a young half they've picked up there. I think it's Joe Olive. Joe Olive, yeah, um, he played Cargill last year. He played, he actually plays. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's him, Nev. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've had some. Obviously, they've they've lost some experience and stuff, but they generally that forward pack's the same. And um, I'm glad to hear what Shorey and Mickey said that Casino started that game well against the Raiders because we know that they started well against Brothers. So, um, yeah, let's hope they can march on. They'll have to, with a close loss round one, big loss on the weekend. They've got to get their season started this weekend. And I must iterate, Crossy, and I'll just uh, follow through on that and as well just follow through what I said last week. They haven't got a bad team. They've got some great players out there. They're just um, – and I, and I said time and time again, I said, you've got um, a player who um, – uh, you got a, um, one of the Tyrell Roberts, as I made mentioned. He played, uh, yeah, two seasons ago, he was playing under 16's um, Andrew John's Cup. Mm. They were playing 30 minute halves. So now they're, yeah. they're playing just under that in quarters. So it's, it's mm. a change, you know, it's, it's, it will come. As I said, give, give the Cougars time. They're going to, if they can keep those boys together, and you can throw Kudjan in this racket as well, because 
with all the reps they've got in the and the, in the juniors and the under 18s that are coming to fill the fruit they keep those boys together they'll be uh, they'll be up um in the in the top four no doubt probably give it a couple of years um they've got the it just it just got to give it time and um and it's, the big sorry sorry mickey i was just gonna say it's a tough one that because sometimes or well one of our kind of um you know ethic ways at Belamble is we want those younger players to go off and play those better kind of routes of football right. like it's awesome if they end up back badly and they play a grade but you want those players going off mm. when we see well, like you know the, the for the Titans and the Luke Garner's playing for the Tigers so it, like I know what you're saying Dwayne if you can keep those core players together it's it's every local footy club's um dream but at the same time you kind of want to you know, give them that kick out the door and say, go off and yeah. try to do this and try to do that, then come back when it is. So that's why, that's why I think the 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 bigger tier comps ceasing for the season is good because you get those local players returning to the club and it's a cool like you know back to local footy atmosphere and you get these returning players think, but yeah sometimes you don't get the luxury of keeping them at the same club for a few seasons i think you've got to find like a good medium good balance in between the two mm-hmm. i guess because um there's as i said there's probably as i said time and time again and i've said it numerous times that there's a reason why balance is so successful every year because they've got the same players who have been go to school together they've got they play um, some play cricket together. Some, you know, they they were they were mates in primary school when their dads were, were playing when when their dads were playing in the nineties and the eighties and um, and their family. It's I mean, coming from someone who actually grew up in a town like a little town called Newry Bar, I can I can get that feeling because we all grew up like like my, there was me and my 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 brother and my two sisters, and they were all friends with another family. Would have the same, you know they'd have two brothers and, and a sister and they would all be about the same age. And so it's sort of like Bowen on a higher scale, you know, and, um, and you just play for each other. It's like, I remember when I was playing for Newry Bar School in the, in the primary school competitions out on the, at a casino, which you'd know, um, Crossy, that they, that June each year, I don't know if they still have it anymore, but yep. um, Newry Bar, we only had a hundred odd students and there's like 20 now. And but we made the semi-finals against teams like Byron Bay and Ballina and um, well St Finbars I can say that's a school and then like Lismore all these were like bigger schools which had hundreds of students and here's little old Nuribar with only a hundred and we we put out a full team and we played for the Devils on the weekend and that's sort of like you've got to have that camaraderie mm. with your mates and it's not just with, not just your mates, but family. And that's why Ballina for me, it's like that you go around Ballina and the, there's signs with last, the last name of players who have played, you know, two generations or even three generations, yeah. like Sheafers, you know, the Sheafers mm. and um, whatnot. Yeah. So, Kellners and so, yeah, so whilst, whilst you're correct, Mickey, that, you know, these players, they, they want to grow as high as they can. I just also think that it's also important as well to, um, keep as many as those players together because then when you start bringing in these um, players from out of town and that's probably why Byron uh, for, and I've said this on the weekend Simon Kelly from Coogeon and being an ex-Byron Bay player is that um, the reason why Byron was so successful throughout the years and you know this cross is like because they all came from Byron you know and there's a couple here and there and then when sort of when you went away you had a handful of Liz, in Lismore and I said that in the podcast with you yeah, a hand from Lismore, a handful of Tweed, great players. Don't get me wrong, absolutely gun players. But it's like you're trying. It's trying to mix. You know, it's it's trying to mix it. You know, the two together. It's it. It's either going to take time to gel together, and, and there's a chance it may not work, or no. um, it it just won't work. And um, or it, it's totally. Yeah, that's how I say. It. Sure. Well, sorry, sorry, Crossy. Go go ahead. No, I was going to say just quickly. I always think to. To be successful, to win a comp, you need a really good mix. You need a yeah. good mixture of young guys, some senior guys, and then some middle-of-the-road guys that just try hard every week. And, um, yeah, you're, you're right. So, to have those young guys sort of coming through and back to casino is good. So, mm. Shorey, did you did you watch that one? No, I didn't. But just looking at the scores from the last couple of um, rounds, um, Moolumba have had – they had that win, 38-36 over Blamble. And, and then they just had – they had another – close loss so they've they played in a lot of close games and i can foresee this one being another close game against casino and it's going to be a good one to watch i look forward to tuning in on sunday queen elizabeth park is that that's more yeah no that's casino that's out of casino okay 
Okay. That's sure. I mean, that's where you had. That's where you're eating pies and, eat, and eating chips during the call last year. While calling, <laughs> I'm gonna dig that, that was... back up. Yeah, that does. <laughs> when you're chomping down on a pie, and we're gonna cover that in the can, uh, in the food, um, in the, the canteen roundup. <laughs> uh, interesting thing we haven't covered is also Todd Carney didn't play, didn't take the field this uh, past weekend for Byron. So they played 80 minutes without him, and then that freed up 75 points in their uh, the points cap. Uh, which helped them to bring on a couple of new younger players. So that was Very interesting. Good. Apparently, he's got rib injury, but he's out for a couple more he, weeks. He had that. He had that Ooh. rib injury last year. I remember, like, like yep. he, he was a late withdrawal against Kyle, and you told me you had rib issues. And someone that's got I, rib I tried, issues myself, I can know how that's like. I mean, I tried to pull it out of Mick Foster, but he didn't give me much. But of course not. There mate. Is, there, you. There, no, there is a thing like. If, if he's worth 75 points, if he's taking up so much of their points cap, you know, is there a role for him to be the, you know, the, the coach on the sideline and, and bring in more hot young gun players in? So, yeah, I don't know. Well, mate, um, that's that's some homework for you for during the week and you can get back to us for next <laughs> week's podcast. <laughs> Find that out for us. Um, but you did mention Moolambar versus Belamble. Um and that was at Moolambar. If you're watching on Huddle, you've probably been forgiven that it might not be at the Valley at Belamble. Um, if you're hearing over the, the camera mics, that's just Mickey and his mates there in the away grandstand, <laughs> just um, ch- you know, chirping away. They probably had a few beers at the Courthouse Hotel beforehand. And, um, <laughs> oh, mate, that was very entertaining. But, no, that game was at Belamble. So um, there was just um, Mickey and his mates from the Valley visiting um, um, the inland. Um, <laughs> was I was going to make a note of it saying one of the reasons why we were so, you know, vocal for the A-grade game is that the what we noticed, the Wollumbar club as a whole, it's just, it is almost immaculate in what it does. Just when, as soon as you arrive, it, just the, the ticketing, the canine, everything's perfect. All four grades are just meshing so well. Like at the end of the day, the score from Wollumbar, they'd scored in all four grades 118 points. Yeah. And Belamble had scored 68 in the four wow. games. So they almost scored twice as many points as our whole teams. But Belamble, A-grade, just come away with the two points at the end. So by the time A-grade started, we'd already had three massive defeats. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't, you know, well, penetrate the, the Murbar defence. And in all fairness, it was, uh, it was a <clears throat> you know, get-out-of-jail-free card for Belamble at the end of the day. So And, yeah, and I watched this on Monday. And so as much as I was saying... I should go on the flip side here too with um, when I was talking about um, the Belamble Cudgeon thing um, whilst I said Belamble scored all those points, but yeah, you've um, on the same time Belamble has conceded uh, in somewhere in the mid thirties, the last two games. So yeah, 36 points each game. Each game. So mm. I feel that um, Cudgeon's going to have to do well to come up with 36 this time, but at the same time, um, if they can get their hit and we'll go into this more detail when we cover round three, but um, I think if Kudjan start getting their ball control right, that Belamble could have some problems. They might not get out of it three times. I think what you're saying is next time Belamble play, hammer the over. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 74 points. 74 points. Yeah. yeah. Imagine being Moolambar. Moolambar scored 36 points and lost. Yeah. Like, how often yeah. does that happen in a game of footy? So, yeah. so, so, it's, <laughs> so to iterate, and I said this about Northern United last year. Um, that, that you might be able to score 30 points, but if you concede 36 per game, you're not going to win premiership. So I'd like mm. to see um, how Belamble will go against Kudjan on a, on a Tweed Derby, which is going to be, well, the first time under the NRRL banner. that has been done on the Gold Coast League banner. But just to iterate a bit more of the game. Um, so I could just say, if Belamble played like they did in that last quarter, because they had to get three tries back to, to get it, they were down 36-22. Um, heading into the final quarter. And you, you say, well, did Moolambar choke? I say no, because Moolambar didn't do much wrong. There's probably not much they could have done. They, they, their ball control mm. was fine. They played frank. They almost stole it back in the last play. And again, I had all the, the highlights on huddle. But mm. um, yeah, but uh, because it's overnight, uh, it's 2 a.m. in the U.S. And that's how they do with... Um, because it's, it's a U.S. Oh, program, yeah. and it's because mm. two in the morning, they, that's when they sort of do their, um, like, business to do their maintenance. But uh, but for me, 
I don't think Wollenbar could have escaped that. I mean, they almost got that try right on the buzzer or just before it. But um, it's just Belamble just did. It was just, and that's what I thought they might do against Wollenbar. And then might, that's why I thought they might win, even though I tipped Wollenbar, is that they just find little spurts. And when they play, they play textbook football. They play, they, they didn't make a single error. They would come from the other end of the field, the other, and then they just, just, you know, and again, it's probably iterate what I just said about five minutes ago, Mickey, is that all these, um, all these boys, you can, you can probably put an exclamation mark on it that they've just, they've all known each other since primary school or some of them have. And just, and it's just like, when I just saw the part, like the, it's all such textbook, um, crisp footy. It was just, the passes were sticking. They were flying flick passes, just moving up. They, every, all the players knew their role. They knew exactly. And it just was so done so well. And Mullenbar, like in all fairness, um, didn't have an answer for it. And they couldn't have had an answer for it because they, they played their best. And at the end of the day, but Belamble, I feel like you can't really just get like, they got away with it on one, one occasion against Mullenbar. They came close against Ballina. Um, I think they also can't rely on just pulling it out of the fly every time either. Yeah, no, it was it was a slow start once again. I think Mullenbar scored in the first set of six, um, but it, it is it's just it's just fueling that kind of little bit more aggression, a little bit more desperation. And um, I don't know if, if you watched any of it, Crossy, any of the highlights or mm, I had five I did, minutes. I... I had five minutes of highlights. It was that many. Well, I mean, seventy-six <laughs> points. Um, you'd think so, but, um, but just to go through the try score, I said, yeah, in the first six minutes, um, they, they made it six all, then went six nil, then I went to six all, and then it was a bit tip for tat in the first 20 odd minutes. Then Kate Hill did a great line break, and then that's when Mullenbar started getting their momentum. And then off the next play, and this is where we thought, well, maybe Mullenbar were just gonna, um, t- take Palamble to task, was when there was a kick, and then there was a knock on. In like on Blamble's twenty, and then off the next play, off the back of the scrum, Lombard scored, and then I think Khan Rhodes um beat one of the try scorers. Tyson Donnelly scored a couple as well, but Khan Rhodes he he did a, spe- a special try where where he came from the ten meters, ran back onto the twenty, and then slipped it in, and then there was a little flick pass in the corner. Mickey, who scored? Yeah, that Yeah, Khalees Haas. Khalees Haas it. scored off Khan yeah. doing that. Yeah, just something out of nothing, and yeah, never saying quit. So yeah, so then. Then you you go to the twenty sorry sixty second minute. Kate Hill scores his second, making it maybe six twenty two. And you think, well, Mullumbar, it's just by about how much Palamble had their moments. But then, and then that special last quarter of the game, um, Palamble just clicked in, just found this, um, found their found their groove like they they did in portions against Ballina. And so, um, that's why this game against Kuchin is going to be an interesting one. I I feel that, oh, I feel that. If it could go one or two ways, but we'll, I, I'll, go, I'll go more into depth about it. But, yeah, but Shory, mm. did you? What did you think of that? Did you catch any of that one? Uh, of no, nah, mate, not at all. Too much football for me for one weekend. Absolutely, that's such a thing. <laughs> hey, Mickey, I, I will. I will just a little bit of commentary around that game. I, I watched it today. The highlights. I watched it on fast mode. Um, tell you what, mate, who's the thirteen for Belamble? I thought he, geez, he just worked all day. Mate, that's um, that's Jackson Springer. So he was one of our, our best players gotcha. coming through. He was in the Titans twenties. He moved over to yeah. Canada. He played in the um the USA and the 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 California league and stuff as well. And he he come back. He didn't play against Ballina. First game back, scores two tries. Just he's he was phenomenal in his first game back. And he he might be injured though. He might have done his something oh. to his hand. So it could be out this week. So fingers crossed. But yeah, he he's just. And just a great player to have around the club too. Like it was a massive boost when he come back for everyone. Mm. Um, and, and getting a player like that gets the other players back and gets another player back. Yeah, Jackson Springer, he's, he's a fantastic player. Mate, just just a goer. Yeah, you want him fit for this week because um, mm. that's obviously a big game. So that would be a big loss. But it was great to watch. Tommy Rolls got you out of jail <laughs> there at the end with a great try. Similar to Michael yeah. Drain's try, except it wasn't quite as far. Well, I, I joked. To, I, I didn't joke. I was serious. I thought he only ran about ten meters, and then he pulled me up on it. And then we double checked today, and it was more like yeah. fourteen. I'll give him a little bit more, but <laughs> no, nah, he, he, he was a he was a fair whack, twenty five meters, and he, yeah. he he done he done well. So okay, so um, so that was um candidate for game of the game of the year, no doubt. So we'll just see what else um this twenty um, twenty season 
um, springs up. But so that covers all five of the games and some great ones in there. And um, there'll be more to be told about what's happening in round three. So, um, but just to give you the table, so Byron, as I made mention there, they come out on, they're on four points with a differential 28. They're so far on first. You got, and then you've got Tweed Coast actually on second with 26 differential. And Ballon the only other undefeated team on 24. So only four points separates first and third. So not much, right. you know, not much um, breathing room even for the second round. Then you go Northern United complete the four day on two. They've actually got 26 points. Now, here's the thing. When I speak, pay homage to the defense, like, how's this for an improvement? So they're on 18. They've only conceded 18 points, I think. Um, how, is that right? So they, hang on, they conceded 12 against... Uh, actually, no, sorry. Yeah. Um, so they can't say so they considered 12 against. I'll have to get back on that one. I, I just, yeah, it was 12 against Kujin and 12 put 16 or something on, didn't yeah, they? so 28. Yeah. So I think that's a bit of a typo on my end, but anyway, I'll, I'll have to double check on that. I was about to say they had the best defensive record in the comp so far, but but um, it's not far off, they probably still might have it, but um, mm. I'll, we'll, I'll get that um, edited. Then we've got Maris Brothers and Fifth, Mullum on six, Belamble on seven for differential. Actually, Mullum and, and Belamble are tied on negative 10. And then you've got Moorlambar, Casino, and then Kudjan rounding out the 10. Okay, so round, for, round three of action. Well, that's, so with the tips, so me and Crossy, you and I got four once again. Four out of five. No, you didn't. No way. Yeah, Byron. <laughs> Did you? And, and you know what the good thing is about YouTube and video? We can go back and watch it over again. <laughs> what did I get? You got you actually again? three out of five Ooh. because Blamble like that paid well for you, and then you got you missed out on Kudjan and Mullum. and um, yeah, right. Crossy. You had um, so I missed Blamble. I, I missed and I missed Mullenbar. So, and um, here's the master tipster, sure thing, Shory. Two five out of five. Two. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> But Iron and Norman's yeah. the only two you picked. So check the tape, sure. And mate, shocking. mate, and you know what? That's when you're not doing your homework. <laughs> <laughs> the huddle was down. I got oh, away no, yeah. no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. You were just technical issues. No, you were just growing passion for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's go through round three. So Belamble and Kujin, Mickey, I know the drill we've used, mate. I'll just throw Belamble in there. Yeah, I reckon this will be the first week you tip the Lamble, surely. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think <laughs> I think Kudjan, um I can see if the, I can see how they might win. Um, because as I said, as much as for the same reason why Kudjan's attack's probably not been as good as it had been, neither is Blamble's defense. And I just think that they can't just rely on a, a spurt of ten meters, I reckon turn ten minutes to beat Kudjan because Kujan has got the players to do the attack, but at the same time, they um, if they they can make as many line breaks as they can, but they need to get the ball to stick. So I'm going to say Blamble also with a home advantage, um, but has a recipe to be a cracker. Uh, Crossy. Pretty hard to tip Kujan after watching them the last two weeks. Um, although you would imagine Caleb Zeeble got better again last week. If, if a couple of those can just follow him, then they can... Um, <laughs> They can get their year back on track. But the Jets, I love what I saw the last 15, 20 minutes or so. So let's back the Jets. And sure. I'll go Jets too. Blamble. Um, don't want to offer any insight at all. Or, you know, or is, or is oh, yeah. in your notebook very thin. <laughs> I watched Kujin play Byron and they were a bit lackluster. Blamble coming on hot. They can score a lot of points. And I just don't see Kujan having as many points in them as Belamble do. Okay. Next game is at Mullum. There's Mullum versus Tweed Coast Raiders. I'm going to say the Raiders. I just think not only are they defending well, they can prove that they can score the points. Uh, could be a close one. Wouldn't surprise me if Mullum pull off an upset, but um, but I just think it's the Raiders to lose. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders as well. I think they looked really good. Uh, against Casino. I think they look really disciplined and a lot of attacking options and a lot of points in them. So I like the Raiders against Mullum. I'm going to go out and watch that game. 
So okay. I'll be reporting oh, live. But, but aren't you doing the? Aren't you on Gold Coast League duties that day, or are you just gonna? Oh yeah, well I may be. Well, I haven't got the call yet. I haven't got confirmation. So we'll get that yeah, sort of. We'll get that sort of Mickey. Mm-hmm. All right, make it happen. Yeah, Mullen, Mullen, yeah. Tweed Coast. Who you like? I, I, I'm going to say Tweed Coast. I, I think um, I don't know if you've he's noticed. Cal Rouston went down. Um, he hurt his ankle. I think it was like a ligament strain or something. Oh, Drew was saying he might be out for one or two weeks, which is pretty good. Um, I mean, he's a pretty good player and he, he definitely gets the big roll on for the Tweed Coast Raiders. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think maybe if you, you lose a front rower, it's not going to um, just the depth that they've kind of got. And it's the willingness for any player who plays A grade to just go out and give a thousand percent. They're just, they're, they're rolling at the moment. So yeah, I, I liked Mullum as well um, coming into the season. They'll have the home crown advantage, but yeah, I'll, I'll just tip Tweed Coast. And Crossy, who do you like? Yeah, hard to go past the Raiders. Now that I've, I've heard Linda McGrady's there, he's class. And uh, with him and Tane Robinson, they can form a very formidable partnership in the halves there. Although, um, yeah, Rory Lillis and um, Jamie Hill and a few of those tough Mullum boys at Mullum can put up a show, but I think, I think the Raiders love too much class. Now, here's going to be a fiery one because um, there's about four boys who are wearing um, Byron colours and it's always fierce between a Byron and Lismore um, rivalry and then they've all come back home. So, uh, Morris Brothers and Byron Bay. Um, I'm going to... This is going to be a tough one for me. I would have said Byron, but that's before um, um, Anastasia was counting her, um, her um, pre-polling in the Queensland election and shut the borders. So, I'm going to go on a whim. Not a political Mark. podcast, Dwayne. Yeah, well, I mean, there'll be room for that. But anyway, um, I'm going to say Morris Brothers now, knowing that, because um, they're going to be least effective and they've shown that they can do it. I think Byron, um, their record in Lismore, playing away in Lismore, was also a bit patchy too. Um, they've just known to slip up. So I'm going to go the upset there. Um, so again, assuming I don't, assuming it, like, it's, I'm going to reserve judgment and say if Byron have the, the same players that they had in the last two weeks, they would win. They'd probably win by about, say, anywhere between eight and 12 points. But um, rules, I think, with the rules in place then, knowing what I know, I'm going to say Maris because they'd probably be the least affected and they'll have all their um, you know, players firing and they showed that they can match it with the likes of Ballina. So I'm going to say Maris, probably just. Sorry. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. If it's the same, if Byron, even if Bayern did were able to same the, uh, field the same team they have for the past two weeks, they've had two home ground advantages. But this is a massive unknown, and going to Lismore is always tougher. And if they don't have some of their players, it's going to shake up the comp here. I know we don't want to think about it too much, but bloody hell, reality is going to hit us in the face really yeah, shortly. I think it is what it is, and without Carney as well. So yeah, he's coming down from up the coast. So, yeah, I'll go with my head and not my heart, and I'll back the Maris to take this one. Okay, and Mickey? And I say, if Todd Carney plays Byron Bay, and if he doesn't, Lismore? Yeah, okay. I don't know I've said that. You have to say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big asterisk. Put the yeah. big asterisk next to it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, from, from what I heard last week, I think he's going to sit this one out, and he'll come back against Balliner, I believe. So, I'll put you down right, for Maris. Like- yeah. Yep. And uh, Crossy. Boys, that make, makes four of us. So, irrespective of who plays for the Bay, I, I still think this will be their biggest test. I think um, round one against Kudjan, Kudjan were awful, as we've discussed. I think last week against Mullen, Edwards was sent off and Roy Lillis in the sin bin. I don't think they've had much attack thrown at them. And I think, as you said, Nev, uh, brothers weren't far off Ballina mm-hmm. on the weekend, who, in my opinion, are still the benchmarks. So I actually yeah. think brothers will, will win this on the weekend and I think if um, there's a bit of end-to-end footy and they keep that ball in play and get a bit of fatigue in the game, I think the Bay are quite vulnerable. So um, I'd say brothers by 12 or 18 points. Okay, so now the next one, Casino at home to Moorlambar Mustangs. Um, uh, so it's a bit of a road trip for the Mustangs. I don't seem like... like They had a couple of... Clo- well, they've slipped up the last two. I don't see them slipping up again. But though Casino will, will, they won't be held to six like they did the last week. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's room there for an upset. But I think Moorlambar, they've got a, too much attack on the field to um, to you know there's too much too much like these boys played in grand finals last year. And um, but that being said, um, you know Casino could really pull it out. But I think Moorlambar um, by about a couple of tries. I think uh, Crossy. 
Yeah, Nev, I think we caught you and I called that prelim game at um, at Stan Circum last year, Casino and uh, Mar- it, or when Roy Bell got sent off. You would, you did. Yeah. The first one. there was two of them, so you did, did the first one. That's Probably right. Shorey did the first, like the, the one where Roy got sent. Yeah, Shorey called that one, but I remember. Yeah, I was there, and if you had said to us then that those two teams would be round three next year and looking for their first win, you know, you'd, mm. you'd be scratching your head. But that's, that's right. the that's the position that they're in. Um, yeah, this is a toss of coin game to me because I think on one hand I think Moolumbah will have a little bit too much in attack for Casino, but I think Casino at home with all effort could, um, yeah, could really turn up and do something. So I might tip the Cougars with no confidence, but I'll tip the Cougars in an upset. Okay, uh, and it's because you've got about all your your, your old Casino mates saying you've got the Cougars colours on, mm. or is it is it the Queensland colours? You now you've converted now that you know this today's announcement. You won't see me in Queensland colours, pal. <laughs> oh, mate. As I, and, like, without getting too offside there, Mickey, I'll get to your tips in a sec. I said this was, if there was any chance, because I go the other way, uh, if there's any chance of me changing my allegiance to New South Wales, um, this would have been it. Probably just not yet. So, <laughs> I've still got the maroon jerseys tucked away there somewhere. But, um, oh, mate, I'm, I'm itching to grab a lose one the way all this stuff is going with all these border politics. But anyway, sorry, Mickey, you go next. Um, I was just going to say, if he's, even if we want to go back to last season, the last game both these two played were a loss, plus the two this year were a losses. So both teams technically three losses in a row. Mm. Looking at four losses in a row, like that's unheard of, former Wollombar or Casino. So yeah. it's, it's, it's probably never happened, to tell you the truth, yeah. that one of these two clubs have lost their first three games of the year. So, I'm, I kind of want to go with with Crossy and because it's at Casino. But Merbar, they seriously played really well on the weekend. They done nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, they scored thirty six right. points. So I, I think I will say Moolumbah. And sure, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to tip Casino. I think they they need to win here, and they're going to have the win right up them. I'm sure the coach and the club. They know with this shortened season, they can't have three losses in the row. In a row, they're playing at home. They only lost to Maris by six points, one try. We know how strong Maris are, so we know they do have the uh, the ability there. Though I'm not confident because they haven't, you know, only scored ten and six points, so they're going to need to find some uh, yeah. some points in them. Right. So yeah, if they can work on that during the week and and attack that line a bit better, and they can maybe win. But yeah, anybody's game. Okay, got about six minutes Zoom time left, so we'll just quickly go through Ballon and Northern um, quickly. So, so Ballon and Northern, as I said, this will be the true test for um, Northern United to see where they really stand in the comp. They've shown that they've proven as well that they're, they're going to be, uh, if they're not the top four, not far off it. Uh, and Ballon has shown that they, whilst they're still consistent, they're not as, you know, the, well, the, the comp dominators that they've been of, like the last year or so. Um, at Kingsley Smith Park, I'm going to say Ballon are just close because they know how to grind teams away. But um, and what concern, as Crossy as you man mentioned, my concern with Norwin is um, whilst they 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 put their foot on the pedal for the first you know three quarters of the game, they kind of gassed out. They got away with it against Cudgeon because they they kind of got um, they had the the ips in attack. Ballon won't have that. Ballon then you know will then count that for about well three or four tries just off that if if so Norman have to play a full 80 I reckon to win um I just think Bowen are you know being the team that they are and I think they'll win by oh, I'm gonna say 10 I reckon it'll be a close one but Crossy what do you think yeah um Ballon will be winning this game um love watching Northern play last week but Ballon are through the middle their, their middle is so good with Ritter and Douglas and Hanson I sort of tend to think it might be close at half time, but after that, I think they might really run away with it. So the Seagulls for me. Uh, Mickey? Yeah, I think Shorey mentioned about um, Ballina being thrown off by the quarters. And I think that's the only way that Northern United are going to get the jump on them. Maybe if they score early, they kind of slow it down, you know, just squeezing the envelope as much as they can with their conversions and stuff like that. By the time they score two tries, might be quarter time, put Ballina out of there. Their rhythm, but yeah, if they can't do that, I'm, I'm going to go Balliner as well. They're just a bit um, too consistent. And sure, are you going to throw a spanner in the works here, or you? But um, oh, so I'm going to tip Northern to win half time, 
but Ballina to win full time. Oh, oh, yeah, right. right. This is not exotic betting. <laughs> get bonus points. Yeah. Mate. Did you go out to Wilson's Creek and see old mate out on the weekend who, who wanted that flutter on Mullen? Is, is that it? Or are you running it? You've got, as I said in the first ever podcast, you've got a few fingers in it, you know, here, there, and everywhere. So um, you could start an illegal sports book. And right. my DMs are. <laughs> Wait, you said it, not me. Nothing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's the tips in for round three, and there they are, right there. Um, so there's none of that. Still don't believe it. Right there, it's in writing. Yeah. My handwriting might not be. Oh, I thought I got very, four. I thought I got four out of five. Dwayne's very good with Photoshop. Mm. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, but it hasn't landed me in a job yet. So um. <laughs> All right, guys. Um. So. Pump around free. Hopefully, um, um, there's not too much politics with the border, and everyone can be where they are. Um, that's for another yeah. day. But um, but we'll, we're gonna see some great footy on the weekend, and and we'll want to be back here. Um, so as I said, week by week, and it's it's great so far. So, um, cool. so Shory, wherever you end up on Sunday, hopefully you enjoy it. Um, and Crossy, I know that you've sent now a prayer at Queenslander with that maroon, so you'll be. <laughs> Tucked there in isolation <laughs> at Palm Beach or wherever it is, and you'll have Park yep. Off Media on one channel as you do. And I'm, mate, I really hope that Common Sense prevails. TV on another. Yeah, that's it. He's all set. <laughs> but um, I hope Common Sense prevails, mate. And then you and I aren't separated for too long. I just think, you know, <laughs> personally, I think it's ridiculous, but um, that's for another day. And Mickey, I'll see you on Sunday, brother. Mm, down the valley. Let's go. Yeah, okay. So. That is all for the Duano Podcast, episode 10, and um, the NRRL, episode 3. Enjoy the footy. Get out there and support your team wherever you're watching. Hit subscribe here on the channel too, here, so you don't miss anything here. And, um, and we've got audio formats um, on iTunes and Spotify, or if you don't want to see us um, talking away um, as it is. Um, and hit subscribe and enjoy your weekend and enjoy your evening tonight. Thank you very much. Have a good night.